whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hi, this is Moritz Kotlin from Rock Antenna. Have fun listening to the interview with Nuno Bettencourt of Extreme. Where are you right now? I'm at home in, uh, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Am I right that in a few days your tour starts, right? Not Well, not the tour tour, but there's a show, a single show in Brazil in, in about three or four days, yeah. And especially, I think it's, it's on a festival, right? Uh, in Brazil, um, I researched it. Do you watch other bands on uh, on a, on a festival? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it always depends on um, it always depends on the time we have. Sometimes the schedule when we get there, and if if we leave after, if we have to leave afterwards because of logistics. But usually, if we're there, and we try to we try to see as much as much of the music as possible. Well, do you dress down or dress dress up? I don't know. Wow, you're concerned about my wardrobe while I'm watching a band? Yeah, uh, man. No, because everyone uh, recognizes you. Oh no no I don't I don't really oh I don't really care I I don't really you know I don't I don't try I never try to hide I don't think I think I think it's uh, I think we're not as big as we used to be so that's okay. Before we talk about the new album Six, it will be published on 9th of uh, June. Let's talk about something that very impressed me. I mean obviously the album impressed me as well <laughs> or the the new songs. But uh, while COVID. You played Barracuda from Heart. How did you guys do it? I mean, you, you played with uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. Unfortunately, yeah. he passed away. Nancy Williams. And yeah, yeah. How did you do it? You know, we did it by, uh, you know, we did it on a show that was, uh, you know, raising money for uh, for people in the industry that work with us, like road crews and people, you know, people that were struggling and losing their mortgages and their houses and stuff like that. So. We, I, I did a little special that they kind of called Nuno and Friends, and I did various songs with them, with Julian Lennon, with different people, you know, to try to to try to raise as much money as we could uh, for for our, you know, for the you know the the behind the scenes men and women of of rock and roll that nobody really knows that much about, but we can't do shows without them. So uh, yeah, so just reached out, Nancy and. Asked her if she would do. I'd love. I'm always a big Heart fan, and I wanted to do. You know, Barracuda is one of my favorite songs of all time. And Taylor agreed to do it as well uh, with her. So it was. It was pretty. Pretty amazing. Pretty fascinating. But did you play together on Zoom or Teams? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we. we you know, yeah, we did it. We did it through. We did it through. Um, through obviously, we had the show was on Axis Television, a, a network out here. So they went. They went to everybody's places. And, uh, and we broadcast it, yeah. You did it live, more or less. Of course, we did it live. <laughs> How did you feel after Taylor died? It was, uh, it was, you know, sadness. You know, he's, you know, he was one of those guys that everybody loved. He was always very, you know, very approachable, very sweet. You know, he was, you know, he, he was just, he never, he never pretended to be like that rock star or, or behaved like a diva or something. So every, that's why everybody loved, loved him and everybody loved, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to, I never got to perform with him except for Barracuda. So that was really special for me because I was always a big fan. Um, it's very mysterious how he died, of course, probably probably a conversation we shouldn't get into. Who knows, you know, when, when, people, when, when people like him that are in pretty good shape die of uh, something to do with the heart, 
during the pandemic, a lot of questions always come up, you know. The new album will come on June 9th. How was it to work together after 15 years of no album? It was normal because we had always been working together anyways, you know, for all that time. We've been doing shows and we were recording through those. It's more like 12 years because we the three years that we lost in the pandemic, the album was kind of already done. Uh, I mean, 15, 12, it's the same sort of thing, but it... it, it uh, We, did, we had the album done right at the beginning of the pandemic, but we didn't want to release it during the pandemic. We wanted to wait. But, but it, took, it took the same amount of time to do one album. It's just we recorded tons of music before, during, you know, 2012, 2014, 2016, but it wasn't the music that we wanted to put out. Uh, let's talk about some special songs. For example, Rise. What is it about? I mean, Rise is basically about... Um, It's about, you know, fame, you know, it's about the, the, the rise and fall of fame and, and how it can, you know, it's kind of like whether you're a footballer or whether you're a, an artist, you know, you're still human at the end of the day. And I think it's that idea that even though as, as younger kids, we have these dreams, you know, to, 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 to play these places and have these fans and, and, and play music and write music for everybody. But I think the thing that we're not ready for that you know you don't go to school for nobody teaches you is this is the celebrity part of it the fame part of it and i think that goes for a lot of sports everything because you know you're so used to working hard and you're so used to uh doing it for the love of of why you do it mm -hmm. the love of music or the love of your sport or whatever it is that all of a sudden when you do succeed and you do make money people change around you sometimes your own family the way they look at you sometimes you know now you have something you didn't have before you have money you have attention when really all you were really dreaming about was that hour and a half that you're on stage you know what i mean and, and making music and records and now you have to kind of learn at 20 years old 21 years old 18 years old and it's a very difficult uh, balance to do a lot of people think it's you know a very fabulous life and but you know when you tour and you go away You're on stage for an hour and a half, but you're away from your family, your kids, funerals, weddings, birthdays. You miss all those things, you know? My colleague, for example, he talked to you guys, I think, 30 years ago. Um, and I could imagine that you guys are now quite calm and you know how to deal with all the fame. How was it back then? Was it difficult for you guys? Look, it was like I, like I mentioned before, it was uh, one of those things where... It's exciting, but I, I think at the same time, it's, um, I think definitely the success of a band, you know, when, when, you know, we've heard the story so many times, it's the same old story of like, you know, four, four, four friends or four band members who really do something to make music and, and go on a mission together. And then for some reason, the best thing that happens to them can also be the worst, which is just success. It changes things. It changes the way you talk to each other. It changes. You start thinking you're worth something financially instead of just who you are. So I think it did affect us. I think it affected us. I think that's why we we probably split up for for a long time. You know, uh, I think it was maybe sometimes the you know the pressures of it and and life and you know you you tore so much and you tore so much you start you start disconnecting yourself from being a human being. You know, which is which is which is strange because it's. Somebody listening to this can go, oh, poor guys, you know, they're making money and they're having success. But that's that's not the point. The point is, is that at the end of the day, you know, when you when you play music because you love it or 
or you love performing for fans, it's such a shook small part of it. Like I said, you have you have 18 hours in the day that you're awake and you play for your fans for like an hour, two hours maybe. And then the rest of it is business. The rest of it is, is schedules. It's travel. You're in a different city every night, especially back in the 1900s with Extreme, way back in the 1900s. There were no cell phones when we toured. There was no internet. You know, you couldn't you couldn't communicate or FaceTime with with friends and family and stuff like that like you can do now. Money is not important, but only the rich know. Well, I mean, you know, like, you know, money, money, it's everybody's life is relative. No matter how much money you have, you live within your own space that you, we all need money to survive in, 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 in a way, whether it's a lot or a little bit, whatever our lives choose. So I think it's the same. Everybody has the same issues, you know. Hashtag rebel. How would you say it? Or how do you guys say it? Hashtag rebel. Hashtag rebel. Okay. What's this song about? Um, it's it's kind of a sign of the times of, um, you know, how the world really is changed now by opinion and by likes and followers and views. And it's a very powerful thing. Like all of a sudden, everyone has a voice. Not only a voice that we used to have an opinion within our families or within our communities, but now like you can post something and be nobody, not a politician, not a you know, and start a movement, you know, and, and, and start and, and become a rebel without going and marching, without doing anything about the cause. While you have a, cof a cup of coffee in your hand and you're on your way to work and you're like, eh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Well, I did my part. I'm going to go, go to work now. And those, that kind of movement, that kind of, you know, being a rebel, we call them hashtag rebels and not necessarily We don't know if they care about the movement. We don't know if they care about anything that they're hashtagging, but it's just a, it's a trendy thing to do. So it's hard to decide, but it's a very powerful thing to do. And so it's interesting how, you know, especially in, in, in our country, especially in the United States, how much that really can shape things. And, and also politically, you know, politically, socially, all that stuff, you know, with, with, with this many voices and everybody has a phone in their hand, They can, they can stay home, be at a picnic, be at their kid's birthday party, and still be a, you know, still be a rebel, still be like, they're doing, they believe they're doing something to change the world. In fact, they do with they, they, hashtagging they, something. They, with hashtagging something and passing it along and, you know, and, you know, people take notice and, but, be, but you never know if they mean it. You don't ever know if it's real. You never know if they care, if it's just doing it because everybody else is doing it, because you don't have to show up. You don't have to take your time away. I believe that when you care about something, one thing we learn is, you know, we can lose all the money in the world. We can lose our cars. We can lose our houses. We can lose everything, but we can always get that back. We can make money back and we can get a new shirt, you know, but we can't get time back. We'll never get time back. Time is the, is the most valuable thing we have. Most people won't realize until they're hit 50, maybe <laughs> how, uh, how important time is, but You know, because when you're younger, you know, you think you're, you're going to live forever and it's invincible and it seems so far away. And then you're like me and you're in a rock band and you're still doing what you're doing. And you turn 57 this year and you're like, okay, all right. It's, it's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't live forever. It's coming. It's coming. You know, you start having those realizations, not in a dark way, but just reality. So I think, I think, um, To really care about somebody, about something, about a movement, you got to spend time with it. You don't just hashtag it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a good point. Banshee? I think this was, I listened to it and I thought, wow, this is a, a hit. Really? Uh, yeah. I, 
well, well I, 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 hope, I hope other people I hope other people think so. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you know what? The good news is, is we I've always been of the mind that you never write hits, right? You, you and you should never you should never try to write hits. You should just write great songs, and, and every song you write, whether it's Rebel, whether it's Rise, whether it's Banshee, or we have a new single coming tomorrow called Other Side of the Rainbow. No matter what it is, it's not for us to decide whether it's a hit or not. It's for you to decide. It's for fans. It's for listeners. It's for the press. It's for journalists to decide whether they love it or not, or whether it. You know, a hit doesn't make the song better. A hit just means that it connected with that many people. Pop comes from the word popular, as as we all know. It doesn't come. You know, so it's just it just means that that song is connecting with the majority of people doesn't mean it's a better song than the other songs it just means that it you know it could be with the times it could be with a war it could be with what's happening in society it could be you know so many different things have a reason for somebody to really love a song because at the end of the day a song is just a soundtrack if you love it and you listen to it it becomes a soundtrack to your life for that part of your life you know what's the song about banshee Uh, it's it's more of a fun it's more of a fun it's not as 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 serious as rise and rebel but it's more about of a fun of uh, a banshee obviously is when you look up the meaning it's it's somebody that's it's kind of a, it's 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 a it's a female and it's a woman that's kind of almost uh myth mythologically come back from the dead to haunt you oh you know what i mean And, and and you know sort of it's kind of like a ghost or a figure but we wanted we used it more in a rock and roll sort of way as more of a in, a, in a, in a kind of sexy rock and roll sort of way, you know what I mean? In a, you know, like, cause they, you know, it's a screaming banshee, but it's more metaphorical for the rock and roll side of things, you know? And the new album, uh, the, the new uh, single, Other Side of the Rainbow, what's that about? Yeah, Other Side of the Rainbow is, is pretty basic as well. It's, 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 um, I'm excited about the video because the song is a simple song in the sense that it's about somebody, you know, who might have, lost faith in in love that it actually exists maybe that heart's been broken too many times or maybe uh or maybe they have a you know sometimes in in the video that you'll see tomorrow you know for anybody who has daughters or girl you know little little girls especially we always for instance they say that daughters learn about love from their fathers you know they watch their fathers and and they always tend to have that bar when they're meeting other guys or, or, or you know that That's that's what they that's how they learn about love is through their parents and how their relationships are and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great. Um, so the idea is that how this person, be it a boy or a girl, or it, it can can uh, find faith in love even though they don't believe it exists anymore because of their experiences. So it's kind of just like it's about a it's about somebody saying, "Take a chance with me," you know, like. You know, maybe, you know, take a chance. Let's find, let's, you know, when they say you can never get to the other side of the rainbow, you, you can't chase a rainbow, you can never find the other end. That's the idea. That's what love is for a lot of people. So this person is saying like, you know, let's go for it. Take a chance with me. You know, we, we know we can do this. So it's, 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 it's a very light kind of, you know, summertime song, you know, about love. And can I ask one more question, please, about football? I mean, we yeah. Germans... Obviously, yeah, love our. We, we we Portuguese do too. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think about the German football, the the German soccer? Look, it's it's you know I, I always I stay in touch with as much you know you can't watch every game in every league, but I always stay in touch with obviously you know the the the, the Ger German football league is is incredible. I mean it's the the talent and there's such a you know when you think about like 
the German Football League compared to, let's say, the Spanish La Liga or even, or even uh, you know, um, Premier League. You know, Premier League, and it there's such a different culture, right? There's such a different a different fan base, and uh, but I always thought that the the German Football League has always been so intense, so physical, and so like passionate. I mean, it's insane. Everybody is passionate, but culturally very different. But I, I I thought I always thought I always feel like you know the teams that come out of the 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 Bundesliga is always like they're very intimidating you know they, there's a there's a there's a work ethic that's really intense and really physical and strong and I think that's really cool when especially in Champions League I love seeing you know the champions from different you know different leagues whether even Benfica who who just we just won we just won the top of our you know of our our league as well and that's one of my favorite things is to see a Benfica. You play a different a German league or 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 uh, you know, but then you know, but then again, there's so many mixed players from different countries in those teams, which make it interesting as well. A lot of German players are in you know different parts of different parts of the the countries as well. So I love it, man. It's my it's my favorite sport, without a doubt. That's thank it. you. Appreciate thank you. Take care. All the best to you. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you too. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.